action. Uh, good morning, hello, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the first ever in-person recording of Honey Never Sleeps. It's a dedicated podcast to sales and marketing where we talk about anything and everything that falls under sales. Um, we're going to be talking with movers and shakers in the industry. I'm Ben, your host, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Stephanie Bowie. Uh, Stephanie's actually a part of B Corps, um, and she's done some amazing things in the last year, so I'm really excited to hear her talk about storytelling as a sales strategy. So Stephanie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Stephanie Bowie, and I am the Marketing and Communications Manager here at B Corps. Um, it feels weird to be here because usually I'm in the editing room and like making all the cuts and like deciding what to say and editing all the content. Um, so yeah, this is this is um, very meta and also very strange to be in front of the camera. But thanks for having me. Well, yeah, I'm really happy to have you. Um, it's it's actually quite exciting to to be able to do this with you because we obviously created Honey Never Sleeps together, mm-hmm. and to actually have you a part of it is is really awesome. So why don't you tell everyone what you actually do at Beacon? Ooh, what do I not do? Um, um, basically, I sell the services. So um, what we do is we market the... Well, we are a sales as a service, right? So what we do is we create content on social media and we make hype and uh, we try to target our key audience, our ICP, and tell them that we exist. Um, mm. That's it in a nutshell, and that involves a lot of content creating, a lot of newsletter writing, events. Um, yeah, it's a long list of stuff. Yeah, and before you came into Beacor, uh, obviously you're in publishing. Um, so, in what ways has your previous role informed your current one? Hmm. Well, in my pre- yeah, being in publishing taught me a lot about writing and like honing that skill and mm-hmm. like learning how to write and um knowing my audience i think is the most important thing so in throughout my career i've had the pleasure of writing for different magazines and each of these different magazines had a different audience segment mm-hmm. um so the way i would relate it to sales it's the all different icps mm-hmm. um so different demographics different age groups and different tone of voice um so how it's helped me definitely is learning how to write effectively and um, also knowing my messaging and making it strong and um, as effective as possible, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Strong messaging. And I guess, um, obviously, having strong messaging and creating content, you're you're building stories, right? Um, Which is obviously what we're here to talk about today. So stories, um, how important are they in society? And, you know, what is the impact it has on us? Hmm. I think stories connect people and um, people love stories mm. like it's a way for them to engage and also uh, to relate to one another mm-hmm. um, and yeah because we're humans we're social animals right so um, what better way to connect with someone than to have a conversation with mm. them it's kind of like uh, obviously before civilization the the patriarchs and matriarchs of the family would tell stories and that's how we shared 
knowledge and history and information. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just a, an evolved version of that, I suppose. Yeah, um, exactly that. There's like folklore and fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's and also with with stories, they're timeless. Um, they they last forever if it's a really good story. For mm. example, um, like the Little Mermaid. I mean, like that's a, <laughs> a timeless story that was told. I don't know. Like Hans Christian Andersen wrote that. I don't, I don't even know. But like, it's a tale as old as time, and it's being told over and over again in different iterations, um, and it's still being told today. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very important. It like brings cultures together, and also it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Entertaining, of course. And and so how are you using that in your content today? How are you bringing storytelling into, I guess, B Corps messaging? And, and how are you putting that out there to our audience? I would break that down as what's the message? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want the reader or the viewer to know or to think or to feel or to do right after they see um, either the piece of content or is a visual or a video or a caption, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about that. Like, where, what, what did I, what do I want out of it? The end goal. You're you're looking at ways to essentially emotionally affect the viewer, the audience. You want yes. them to immediately know, think, and do something that you want them to do via your content. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you're doing with content. You can kind of craft the message and then you utilize people in the organization or around you to then put that into a story that can be uh, understood by the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so tell us a little bit how you do that. I, I do have to speak to the storyteller. I get them, I align myself with them. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, this is, the, this is what we're going to say. This is why we're saying it. And this is how we're going to say it. Um, I guess yeah we I align myself with with the with the voice mm-hmm. and make sure that we're on the same page so that there's nothing that gets lost in translation mm. um so like they are basically the the microphone and I'm the scriptwriter so I do want to make sure that whatever it is that I want to convey to the audience is um as accurate as possible so I do have to uh, bridge that gap okay so you're you're putting together strategies that uh have strong messaging that uh connect the audience with us uh you know speaks to their emotions to to their love of stories and and bring them into that uh, f- uh fire pit community uh you mm-hmm. know around the fire um to get them to know want uh know or what to do with whatever you can, you know, get them to action what you want them to action. And then you're using people who are uh, the faces, say, of, of your brand um, to be able to convey that message to get people engaged more. So um, do you think using content and storytelling uh, story in sales is an effective strategy? Um, and and why? Where, what have you seen the impact that's happened since you've been applying it here at B Corp? Is it an effective strategy? I would think so because it is, well, since I've joined and the strategy that I've implemented um, with content and social media marketing, like it's helped grow this company by, insert number here. 8X. 
eight X. Um, yeah, like we've we've brought in customers, we brought in clients with the brand that we've created, the story that we're telling, and also um, they believe us. They they see um, what we're putting out there, and it's converting them into customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's an effective sales strategy because I'm influencing them. Mm-hmm. I am selling an idea. Um, so to share, like when I first took this role, I was I was worried because I've never been in a sales agency before. Um, but what I didn't know from my previous roles was that I'm really like I'm I have experience in selling ideas and selling stuff. So I just related that into this aspect. Um, mm-hmm. So my product now is not a $10,000 handbag or um, the latest perfume. It's a service. And with the service, it's a talent. And that's where I was. Um, that's what I was capitalizing on. Mm-hmm. So the strategy at the, at the start when I joined was to talk about um, the young and fresh team mm-hmm. that we had and also our founder. Um, so we tapped into like the human element of that. Um, which we realized was worked because the content was very engaging on socials. It got shares and it got us a lot of followers. So for context, when um, I just joined this company, I think we had about like 200 followers on LinkedIn. And with the content strategy that I implemented, we we hit that number to a thousand in six months or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what was telling me that I was working, that people were engaging people. Mm. I had their attention and they're watching, basically. I think your stories, um, I guess to condense that a little bit, that how you told stories was through people in the company and it wasn't talking about uh, products, services, features, benefits, but it was about the people who were there, whether it was me or the rest of the team. Um, I look back at some of the videos that you created and we'll, we'll try and put some in the links here. Um, one where it's like meet the B Corps team and everyone will mm-hmm. um, describe B Corps in one word and, and content like that really got uh, a lot of engagement because it was people, it was storytelling. And, and that's the point of stories. Stories have people in them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of uh, company any, and, and business leaders and sales folk who are, who are listening in today, I think they can learn a lot from that because I see a lot of content being created that's very, um, should we say, focused on the, the product or automation. It's not just hard sell, but just very... Uh, Less Literal. people focused, you know, mm. um, and and I think it's very easy to forget that. I think we've got so focused on automation and AI, but all of that still has people on the other end, and we need to look at it in that capacity. Um, and and I think having a having people involved really does start to create stories organically without mm. much effort, really, as long as you're getting those people involved. Um, so, look, uh, getting people getting them on video, getting them in part of the content. They start to share their story, which comes from uh, some supporting script from you. Um, when you're thinking about the key messages to, for these stories to have, um, what's, the, what's the angle for you choosing them? What, what do you draw inspiration from to get, to get excited about a story? In short, 
I look for the key message by finding the pain point. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can I serve them? So it's like, do you lead? Do you need lead generation? Um, here's how I can help you. I do tap into their mindset a bit. If that answers your question, I do think like them. I try to put myself in their shoes, and it's like, okay, what do I? What do they want, and what do they need, and uh, do they want it? When do they want it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, and it's a bit convoluted. Uh, my okay. train of thought is like, wee-oh, wee-oh, wee-oh. so, but what? Where do you look for inspiration, though? Where do I look for, for your ideas? Um, the way that I tell the story. Uh, really, just it just pops in my head. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm inspired by everything um, that I see that I like. Just from the world, just yeah, from life. Just just living life and like. I could be walking on the street and then I see some random thing like someone holding a sign mm. and I'm like, ah, that's funny. That would be a good campaign or like, uh, I don't know, like random thoughts. And I, once I have a, if I have a thought and I write it down. Um, so it's hard for me to pinpoint the, the initial part of the inspiration. Um, but also ideas are contagious. So I probably had having a conversation with someone like it might have triggered a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, whenever you and I have meetings, like that, that happens a lot. Like the creative juices start yeah. flowing. So, um, yeah, it's inspiration is everywhere, um, and that's so cliche to say, but it's true. No, I, I completely agree. In fact, I, I really liked um, a, a post that you guys did recently. It was actually a clipping from a previous podcast where you had merged uh, the pivot uh, episode of Friends, mm-hmm. and that's so relatable to everybody, and everyone enjoyed that. Um, and that sort of connects people to the content in a different way. And it, and we're doing business to business, but everybody, you know, who hasn't watched Friends, who owns a company these mm-hmm. days, like every, everybody's involved in it. And so it's great to bring, you know, pop culture into it, which creates more of a story. Um, and just living life, I, I completely agree. You can get inspiration from pretty much anything. Um, pop culture is, um, yes, it's a huge inspiration for me. Um, and I use that to, again, to relate to the people that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, like who, who doesn't, like who owns a business and doesn't know about friends? Like who, wait, who doesn't know about friends full yeah. stop, right? <laughs> maybe, like, a, maybe a Gen Z. <laughs> oh no, shame, shame. Um, but yeah, like everybody should know about friends. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, like it really is like, well, again, Going back to the question about inspiration, it's like, what what are people talking about right now? Like, what's mm. trending? Like, what's on people's minds? Um, what is going to be on people's minds? So a lot of it is, like, being on the pulse of stuff and also um, trend-setting it, like, starting that wave. So it's like, what do I think people should talk about? Yeah, okay. And so what, you know, we've, we've got all these wonderful strategies. We're trying different things. We're looking at the social media numbers. Um, but obviously for sales, we care about, Num- revenue numbers right we care about closing deals mm-hmm. right so ha- how uh how do we measure the success of your your campaigns your content what what numbers do you look at that tells you well this idea was great this idea was okay maybe we'll keep it uh, and this idea was awful we've got to move on mm. how, how do you measure the success of your your storytelling mm. at this before i measure it a lot of it is testing um testing as many formats as possible and then once we have a lot of data, then I look at um, engagement rates mm-hmm. uh, for sure. 
Um, I want to see whether people are commenting and people are liking. Um, but most importantly, shares for me. It's like that's where I know that someone, uh, that that people like a certain kind of content or a certain format of content. Um, also, like let me put this in into a context of just LinkedIn, so I can like hone it specifically. Um, so we noticed that um, polls do really well because people like to engage with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at how many people are how many people are voting. I'm looking at how many people are sharing, um, commenting. Um, likes are great, but they don't really say anything because people like it takes two seconds to to like something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think what you've been saying is that the numbers that you're really focused on is is really that engagement rate of people actually interacting with the story, mm. rather than you know most people would come here and say I care about how many MQLs or how many leads that we receive, how much contact information we get from our campaigns. But you're very much more focused on the engagement of the campaign, and I find that quite interesting because. As I said, most people are so focused on that number because that comes leads to an ROI, but they forget about the true meaning of a story. You know, stories don't always lead to a lead, but stories stay with us. Mm. And by telling these stories and more focused on that kind of engagement level, um, the leads will come trickling in organically. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think that's a uh, most people I know would potentially disagree right um we we need leads we need mqls that's what the the sales department needs but it's very interesting that sometimes you create content not with the purpose to get leads or to drive people to become leads but just to share stories and to bring people a little bit closer to your brand um so what are what are some uh, telltale signs of something that's effective other than engagement what gets you super excited like holy pants mm. <laughs> this uh, uh this this idea has been amazing mm. so um zoom out a bit from all those numbers i mentioned um the follower growth is also what i'm looking at um mm-hmm. and um yeah like the way i see it is if you're putting out great content and you're getting people to engage with you it's a long it's a long game short answer it's it's a long game and um if you have content that people like and engage with, you'll be memorable. And mm-hmm. I think um, that's uh, what works. That's how marketing uh, works, right? Like you get people to pay attention to you, to know you, and also to remember you and to talk about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, I'm not ready to to buy from them right now, but I'm always going to remember them. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and like what, if I'm not ready right now, like always being the to- at the top of someone's like mind or like the tip of someone's tongue, it's like, I know the best person to go to. I know the best company to go to when I'm ready. Look, uh, one to 5% of the people you're, you're interacting with actually need what you sell at that moment in time, maybe even less sometimes. Mm. And that goes for cold outreach, pretty much everything. Um, but that if they remember you when they do need it, they'll come knocking on your door. Um, countless, countless times we've had people pop up on our radars, inbound leads who 
you know, they've been interacting with our content for like six months and then suddenly they're like, oh, hey, can we talk now? Mm. Um, and that, that's really, really changes things. And also sometimes when we, we as a sales team reach out to a potential lead and, you know, we start a conversation, they go and check us out, of course, because, you know, we're, we're doing lead generation. We're asking for money up front to, to book, a, book meetings for customers. So they're, they're obviously a bit curious to see, well, why can they do it? And then they come and they see the stories of our people. They see the growth. They see the engagement on our channels. They see that we're, we've got our case studies and our customer referrals where it's always video, less about just written, boring mm. numbers, but more about people. And they come flying in, right? Yeah. They get excited. So I think that's two things that you said, long game and be memorable. And there's a lot of startups, and I know there's a lot of startups that will be listening to this, and maybe uh, you're thinking about, oh, marketing, I'll do that later, product this, product that, or sales team this, sales team that. Um, I have to say, I think one of the best decisions we made at B Corps, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was not, not just to hire Stephanie, of course, but to really invest in marketing as early on as possible. Um, and, you know, maybe people, uh, if you're a small business, maybe think, well, I've, I've got bills to pay or I want to take a salary now. But you really need to invest because it is a long game and you can't expect quick wins and ads are not always the most effective way. Mm -hmm. And being memorable and continuing that story over a long period of time will draw in leads who are ready to buy. You know, you may not get them today, but if you get them in four months and they're ready to buy – that's an opportunity you, you've earned from that long game, that long investment that's going to bring a really solid ROI. Sales and marketing, like they're very similar. I would say like I would equate sales as um, more direct and like um, the, the end game, right? Like closing the deal. Mm -hmm. But marketing is like inception. <laughs> it's it's um, putting the thought into your head and like being suggestive that's that's what marketing is about okay suggesting and um i have a final question for you sure it's actually a two-parter a two-part question i'll see if i can uh -huh. answer this in one go and not lose my train of thought are there any hurdles or don'ts when it comes to content and storytelling that the audi our audience should really consider and what should our listeners be mindful about when devising this method for their marketing or sales campaigns? Hurdles, yes. Um, the, first hurdle, the first hurdle is thinking about what you want to say. Mm -hmm. But the hardest part about that is deciding on what to say. Mm. Uh, and then it's, okay, now I know what to say. Um, how am I going to say it? How many... Can I take you a step back for a second? Sure. So um, the hardest thing is to figure out what to say and then how to say it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do to figure out what to say? Let's say you've got 10 ideas. How do you pick? Um, how do I pick? Well, I do list them all down and then it's an editing process. Um, I eliminate. It's a process of elimination. Mm-hmm. That's the first round. And then the second round is um, open it up to the team. Mm -hmm. um, have them talk to you about it. Like have them give feedback. So you, you kind of go for a community feedback um, and then process of elimination one by one by one until you've got your best idea. Yeah. And then after that, once you have like three ideas, 
then you AB and you AB test it. Uh, and you can track that. So you can see like uh, which kind of headline, mm-hmm. for example, with Google ads, you can see what type of messaging works best. Um, so for example, what we did is that we, we tested several different kinds of messaging and then we saw like which one got uh, the, mo- the highest number of engagement. And then again, it's process of elimination. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely, like the start of it is very subjective. It's a lot of feeling, and then like that's the instinct, and then you decide on it with numbers. Okay, okay. So, community feeling come come down to a couple of ideas, and then test and measure to see which one's the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, what should our listeners be mindful about if they're doing this? If that's how they decide to do it, what's what was the biggest pain point for you as you go through this method of one by one coming up with ideas and then knocking them off? The time. The time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the gamble. Uh, it's like, yes, I think this is a great idea, but I don't know that. Mm. Um, I feel it, but I don't know that. So a lot of it is... Um, Gut. Yeah. And... Um, sitting and waiting for the numbers to accumulate and then seeing whether it makes sense or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the biggest pain for me is that I have to um, invest in... I have to invest in money. Like I have to put in the money first and then wait. See what comes out. Yeah, yeah. which is, the waiting game is not nice mm-hmm. um, because at the end of it all, you, you've already, like... Um, spent X amount of money and waited for like X amount of out, uh, depending on how long your campaign is, weeks, months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, the, the difficult part. It's a lot of, uh, that's failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the good thing is that failure teaches you. So like, yeah. it, if this doesn't work, then okay, then next. And eventually, um, like to one of the first episodes of Honey Never Sleeps because... I am the producer. Um, Lewis Jenkins said in one of the in our first episode, he said define and refine, and I mm-hmm. f- I find that um, very uh, useful. It really is just about testing and measuring, and um, trial and error. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's uh, really important for anyone who's thinking about content. Like um, sometimes I think we overthink it. Sometimes I think we do spend too much time because we're so conscious of what people might think. Um, but you know what? Sometimes go with your gut. Just give it a go. If it doesn't work, move on. Yeah. Obviously, don't do anything that's going to offend people. Um, but nobody's going to be offended by a blog post about sales or no one's going to be offended by a video of our team saying, hey, mm. we like B Corp because it's great. You know, uh, no one's ever going to be offended by that. So just just try things, trial and error. And so... Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Stephanie. And I think one of the my biggest lessons from from this session really is to to think about the long game. I think mean, in sales we're so focused on the short term. We've got a monthly target, mm-hmm. and obviously marketing have their monthly targets too. But when we're thinking about building our brand and telling stories, we must think about the long game and how all of the content that we're creating co- comes together into these stories um, and how the do we connect 
and you know grab the emotion of our audience so that they eventually or straight away come and do what you want them to do so think about the long game and be memorable thank you so much Stephanie thanks for having me 